Good afternoon, everybody. This is Bo Buchanan with another edition of On the Level. I'm sitting here with Sam Graziano at the uh, Scottish Rite headquarters in Phoenix. And uh, Sam, tell me your name, the name of your Blue Lodge, and any titles you have at that Blue Lodge. I'm Sam Graziano, Jr., and I'm a member of Peoria Lodge Number 31 in Peoria, Arizona. And I'm the Secretary Emeritus of there. I was their secretary for 10 years, and they voted to make me an Emeritus Secretary. I am also a member of Harry S. Truman Lodge Number 649 in Naples, Italy. And the most I ever did at that lodge, I was a uh, junior deacon. Harry Truman Lodge in Harry, Italy. Yeah, wow. Harry S. Truman Lodge 649 in Naples, Italy. And when were you raised a Mason, and how long have you been a Mason? I became a Mason in June, July of 1976, and I was raised in uh, May of 1977. Longer than me. <laughs> and why did you decide to join Freemasonry? Well, actually, I managed a country club in Naples, Italy, and the majority of my members were Freemasons. And they were a bunch of people who I really enjoyed being around. And I kept asking them questions about what's this thing about Freemasonry. And so I got invited to some, I would call them show and tell type things, where they told me as much as they could about Freemasonry and what they do. And it was a bunch of people that I really wanted to be around. And that's why I became a Mason over there. When did you first become aware of Freemasonry as an organization? Oh, as a teenager. I I had a, a paper route. And it's a funny story. I And I went up to this jewelry store, and I seen this beautiful ruby ring with a G on it. And I found out what it cost, and I was saving up money to buy it because that was my initial. <laughs> and I raised enough money to buy it. I went in to buy it, and Mr. Shapiro, the owner of it, and knew my dad, and he said, Sam, you can't have this ring. It's a Freemason's ring. And I said, well, what is that? And he said, it's a fraternal organization. I said, but it has my initial. He said, doesn't mean that. <laughs> and so... I was very disappointed. I was really, really disappointed. And I never forgot that ring. And over the years, uh, you know, when I was in the military at the beginning, I would ask people, how do you become one of those? And, and none of them would offer up anything. And I don't think I was worthy of becoming one then. And uh, over in Italy, uh, I kept asking when I first got there in uh, November of 75, what's this all about? What's this all about? And finally, Jack Garrett, who is a past potentate of El Zariba and now their recorder, went out to his car and gave me a petition and sat me down. And then when I'm filling it out at the house, my wife looked at it and she goes, oh, I know what that is. I said, how do you know? Well, Dad was one. Oh my God. And I never knew that, that my father-in-law was a Mason. He'd already by this time had passed away. And he would have probably casted a negative thing 
young man. <laughs> but uh, these were people I wanted to be around. Uh, the kind of people that I just that were upward mobile type people. And uh, so I, you you wanted to be be Mason because of of the people you saw in oh, your life. Exactly, they were all upstanding guys, and they were all active in the community, doing things for other people. They were given something back, and I, that's what I wanted to be around. And uh, I'm interviewing here you today here at the Scottish Rite headquarters. Tell me about your role, your title here, and your participation in the Scottish Rite. Well, I am the Secretary General of the Valley of Phoenix Scottish Rite, and it's also Secretary slash Registrar. I take care of all the paperwork for Scottish Rite in our valley. Uh, anything that pertains to Scottish Rite comes through my office, membership, information, classes, uh, reunions special events. It's all handled by myself and my staff guys. And is there anything about uh, Freemasonry that is different than you expected when you joined? No. I. It's always been a self-fulfilling type prophecy. The, the, the majority of Masons, I'd say 90-some percent of them, are looking to be better people and help make the community better. Uh, there's in all societies and all that. There are people that are in it just for name brand, but most of my friends are in it because they want to make a difference in themselves, in the community, their family. Uh, just make it a better place for everyone. Yeah, I agree. There's always somebody who's in it for the wrong reason, but that's like there, there are those people. <laughs> what do we call ring knockers? Ring knockers. Tell me about uh, what's one of your favorite memories of being a Mason? Uh, my friendships over this last thirty some years. Uh, all my friends. There's uh, four of my friends from little Naples, Italy. Have become potentates in the shrine. Wow. Uh, many of the members have went on in Scottish Rite and York Rite and ascended to the highest levels. There, I think, are five or six of us from our, my little lodge. Uh, I know in my Scottish Rite class, of, I think that's 19 guys, four of us have become 33rd Scottish Rite wow. members. Uh, the things that in, in Scottish Rite is the things we have done for people, members, the philanthropy, without advertising. We don't go out and put in, in, in articles that we helped this guy this month and that guy that month. It's done, it's private, and no one knows about it except the person we're helping. And you don't have to go into like you're borrowing money for a house. You express what you need, why you need it. And uh, John Amadon, our personal rep, makes the decision. 
boom. Uh, he allows me a lot of latitude on my decisions. He doesn't look over my shoulder to see what I'm doing here. I just have an agenda from him, and I do it. Uh, and I thoroughly enjoy working for him. I, when I was Deputy Grand Secretary of, of Arizona, I enjoyed working for Bill Robertson for those four years. Fantastic individual. Different sort of circumstances you work under down there, more people to report to. <laughs> but you can't find a better person than Bill Robertson. And uh, my training down there from Jim May, Bob Henderson is something that you never forget. Uh, Tell me, you were telling me a little bit ago about a memory you had about uh, when you traveled to one of the education classes. Tell, tell me that, recite that again so everybody else can hear that. You were talking about the train ride. You went to the... Oh, we went, remember when we went to, Ron was with me. We went to Portland. And it was so easy for us. It was about 50 yards around from where we got off the plane, get on the train, and go to town, and it's about 25 yards to our hotel, where we never had to rent a car. Yeah. And Ron and his late brother, they were so kind. They showed us where an Italian restaurant was. We didn't know. We were just, someone told us how to find it. And we went to an Italian restaurant. And I have some fabulous memories of, of my brothers there eating Italian food. I thought Ray Burgundy would eat a lot. And what was that? But Rod ate as much as anybody there that yeah, night. Remember I that? Know. I don't know. I, don't, I mean, he kept saying. asking for more bread, more yeah. bread. and But the whole thing was just fabulous. And our guys, what did we take up, 10, 12 people, something like that? We didn't have that many. Yeah, we did. Yeah. We had the four young guys, the brand new ones. And the things about our valley, we're so proud of our valley that we're ahead of the, the curve here. Guys were going to the breakout sections and going like, they were bringing up new ideas, and, and our guys were going, we do that. That's new. That's not new. We do that. We do that. <laughs> and that was the Yeah. And then <laughs> this Moby Dick was a minnow. And Christ was a carpenter. Through John Amadon has allowed us to do many, many things that are very progressive. And we enjoy the heck out of it. So it's it's good things. I, over the years I, I enjoyed my years working on poach staff down at the Shrine. Uh, a lot of good work, a lot of good work for the kids in the hospitals. Uh, but we have, uh, what is that, the uh, right care system that we take care of children and their educational needs at normally no cost to them. The brothers, through their philanthropy, take care of it. And that's some of the things that are really neat uh, some of our, uh, our annual programs is Feed the Homeless down at uh, St. Vincent de Paul. Our, our four locations throughout the valley ringing the bells for um, Salvation Army. Uh, we have annual Christmas party. We 
Our, our ladies of the Scottish Rite have a tree and decorate it for the Phoenix Children's Hospital. And then they donate all the ornaments they've made, which are hand quilted, because you can't have glass on there. And they donate that to the to the uh, children that are patients. Uh, we. How did, Sam, how did you make the move from Blue Lodge Masonry to Scottish Rite Masonry? When did that happen, and how did you get involved well, in Scottish Rite? I got involved in Scottish Rite because at the time I wanted to be a Shriner. And you had to either be a York Rite Mason or a Scottish Rite Mason. And all my friends in Naples, Italy were Scottish Rite Masons. They didn't <coughs> offer York Rite there. So I went through the Scottish Rite class there. And then a couple of days later went to the shrine, what they call the Hot Sands. I did that. And uh, when I when I got back to the States, to the Air Force Academy, I joined the Colorado Springs Scottish Rite Club and stayed involved there through the Denver Consistory. And then when I moved down here in 82, I uh, got involved with the local shrine and then continued paying my dues to the Scottish Rite, but never really being active until 94 or 95. And then I would come to the meetings, and I didn't get involved in the hierarchy until I think 2006 or 7, to where I joined some of the lines and then got active. And then Ted Shima and, and uh, John Amadon uh, talked to me about coming over and working in the Scottish Rite. And I had fully retired. I had retired from the Air Force for 26 years, and then I was a deputy manager out in Sun City West and retired after 15 years out of there. And so I had time, and I really, really enjoy working through uh, the reunions that we do twice a year and, and the other programs that we offer, the, the uh, Robert Burns Studic Knights of St. Andrews, the Feast of Tishery, uh, our summer uh, picnic things. Uh, uh, we have, and we've been very involved in what they call celebrating the craft. And that's a fundraiser for Supreme Council for money for the House of the Temple. And our, our our valley has been very fruitful for them, raise a lot of money for them, and we enjoy that. And we bring in face painters, clowns, uh, balloon makers, anything to shake a nickel off the tree. <laughs> I heard you mention quite a few names of friends you have in masonry, but can you tell me about, is there another mason who kind of embodies the ideals of masonry to you? Maybe somebody who set a good example or somebody who's made a really big impact on your life as a mason? Jack Garrett, Don Claxton, Dick Mosier. Uh, I'm trying to think of a couple others. Tell me a little bit more about maybe one of the, one or two of those people and why they made, how they made an impact on you. Well, you know, you've heard the saying, uh, talk to talk and walk to walk. Those guys walk to walk. They they live life as a mason every day. And uh, they do things to not only improve themselves, but the people around them. 
John Amadon is that way. Uh, he's one of them that would rather you improve the people around you than himself. And I know he's sitting in this room right now, but a very big impression on me was the Burker twins. They walk upright. They walk upright, and they make people around them better people. And uh, will forever in my life be near and dear to me. Uh, they do things the right way. I never heard any one of them say something negative in public about anyone. And you got to see what they do masonically, and then you go like, I need to improve myself. <laughs> they really, they really, really are great. Any other memories you want to share? Any other closing thoughts or anything about masonry or Scottish Rite in general? No, it's just a great place to live and be and work. And uh, I, I really do love what we stand for in Scottish Rite Masonry and Blue Lodge Masonry and the Shrine. I would say something about York Rite, but I know nothing about it. I think they're a wonderful organization, and I wish them nothing but the best. All right, Sam, thanks for your time today. Appreciate Thank it. Thank you.